Just tell me, how was dinner? Dinner was a lot of fun. It was freilach, as mom would say. No, actually, what I found to be really weird was that at lunch today, which was like egg salad and tuna salad on challah rolls, mom made it so formal we weren't allowed to sit at the table and start serving ourselves until every single guest had arrived, which weighed like 45 minutes extra. But then tonight at dinner, she's like, let's just sit down and eat some picadillo and not wait for Danielle. And we like were finished dinner by the time she came because no one wanted to wait the extra 10 minutes. It was so weird. Mom loves a formal setup for a meal. Yes, but then tonight she was all just like every man for himself. Episode. We are. This is our last episode before All Star Comic Con. So Lily and Becky are together in Philadelphia, and we're just gonna give a regular Friday night movie weekly episode. It's gonna be a lot of fun. How are you guys doing? Jet lagged. Great. All right, jet lagged and great. Now there's a lot going on this weekend. In addition to All Star Comic Con, it is Dad's birthday. Dad's seventieth birthday. And it is mom and dad's anniversary number, which I don't remember because we are the worst. 44, I think. We are the worst at celebrating their anniversary. Um, And how are they gearing up for the excitement of us celebrating their anniversary by us having a booth at a Comic-Con? Fetching. Lots of, lots of, lots of sarcasm. Lots of fetching. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you. If they fetch after all that we're doing for them this weekend, I'm sending them the bill right. for what it's costing. <laughs> right, right, because they don't know that in addition to all the work we've put into getting the booth ready and everything like that, we have actually So nice of you to say them. we and pretend to include me. Thank you. I always include you, Becky. I sign your name on, on, on the presents. Except for that time you didn't. Except for that one time you didn't sign, sign our names. any of our names. We know exactly. You threw us under the bus during like, Mother's Day. No, but that's different. Never again. That wasn't one where, like, I signed Lily's name and not your name. That was no, just, you didn't I sign went, either one of our yeah, names. That's one where I went oh, solo. That's different than... That's different than... <laughs> that's different in this situation. And so... So they don't know that we've actually done things for them. And by the time that this episode drops, they still won't know what we've done for them. So... I think it'll be interesting to hear what report back next week on what their reaction was to the celebration that we have planned for them. What do you think? Yeah. You think yeah. they'll like it, or do you think it'll, like... Oh, I think they're going to like sure it. I'm they'll sh- like it. I'm sure they'll fetch. If they fetch, then they will be forced to come to the Fishbone concert with me. That's punishment enough for anyone. <laughs> Okay. You have correctly not included me in that activity, right? Correct. Yes, it is just me and Alba. I'm going to go, I think it's that I'll like take a bubble bath and go to bed early, maybe read a magazine. Wash your hair. We know I need to do that. 
So, we've got some movies to talk about. That's like our bits this week. We've got a couple of cool movies to talk about. The first being Aladdin, and then we're going to talk in detail about Eliza Sherman's Revenge, which I mentioned in the previous episode. Lily looks a little confused, though. I People can't see the camera at home, but Lily, Lily is genuinely confused, it looks like. But are you okay? No, we're not. No, we're not. It's your problem that you want to film us while we talk to you, because now you have both of us secretly talking to each other while you're talking. So you just you text each other. So, wait, you just podcast. mute you and just secret podcast over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Aladdin, we did an episode a while ago where we, we looked at that, we talked about that trailer with the blue Will Smith. Yeah. And I don't know if we need a new. We bit. trashed Blue Will Smith. We, we trashed. We him. destroyed it. It was, looked like an abomination. It, in that trailer. That trailer. This is exactly like I don't know. Don't that trailer. Oh, like we owe that trailer an I told you show. <laughs> so is it the trailer? Like who gets the I told you show? Because I won't bury the lead any further. Disney. I loved Aladdin. Loved it. Like that was one like, of the. Best. We're flipping out of your skin texting about I clapped this. at the end of the movie. I, people, like the audience clapped multiple times during the movie. What's funny is and I all read, of them know what's going to happen. So it's I read like, a scathing review of it. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. The person has no heart. It doesn't make sense. So I have to tell you what, since I read this terrible review, but I have your glowing reviews, I would like to ask a series of questions to reconcile some points that come up. That's a great way for us to do this. Fire away, Beck. Okay. First question. Uh, The huge complaint in this article was that the new songs were boring and terrible and stupid. Okay. No agree. way. I honestly I, play I definitely I play speechless. I definitely don't care about the new songs, even though one of them made Shai Tira. I don't care, but I'm super pleased that they're very short. So you're just like listening to them for a few minutes and then it moves on. Let, it's let, not like it takes up five minutes in the movie. Let, let's be clear. Speechless is not let it go. But I also have played it every day and, like, power sang along to it in the car. Speechless is, like, the one that's, like, maybe you could get away with. But I just wish it wasn't speechless. I wish she just was called it, like, called it quiet or silence. I don't like, know. I like the, I don't know. I feel like in speechless the, in the soundtrack. There's some more to say in a song. The soundtrack which but, we, oh. It's no let it go. It's fine. It doesn't need to. Why do we need another let it go? There's already one. No, it, it's it's great. Jasmine gets a song. It's about women's empowerment. It's about her not I, being silenced that, the by the patriarchy. The fact that they turn the, the Jasmine character on her head and like make her have you know actual point to her is very cool. I so. mean, give her the Iron Throne. Forget Bran. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Next question. It's a two-parter. One is that the every actor except for Will Smith was terrible and boring, and that the characters did not have chemistry. True okay. or false? False. I'll tell you why. Sorry, I'm just going to take this one. That Aladdin guy, um, Masoon, what's it? Ma, Mina, Ma, Mina, Mina Masoon. Masoon. Oh, God. Mina Masood. <laughs> He's from Ontario. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> He's from Canada. Huh. He's Canadian. Huh. I would believe that. Mena? I don't know how you pronounce his name. M E N A. Whatever. Okay, so he comes Mina's on. Mina's from Miami. Right. Mena might be. Right. <laughs> okay, so he comes on the screen, Becky, for the first time. And I was like, 
like captivated by him. He looks as if somebody turned the cartoon into a human. Right. It's like, like you think he's, he's CGI for a second. You think he's CGI. He is cast so perfectly. Like his face really looks like Aladdin. Plus, he's delicious. Mm-hmm. He is so cute. He's so charismatic. He has a great voice. So I was like, I literally turned to mom mm-hmm. within seconds of the movie starting, and I was like, um, this. Oh, what? I write notes. One jump. Head Becky jump. decided she write, wants to write notes because she cares about the podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ooh. she, she, um, so yeah, I, I, I thought he was adorable. I turned to mom and I was like, how did they find the real Aladdin <laughs> to make this movie? And she's like, I know he's adorable. Yeah. So completely wrong. The first time he meets Jasmine, I was like, there is some Jamie Claire chemistry here. <laughs> I was like, I want a sex scene. I want this movie to be R-rated. <laughs> so I definitely thought there was chemistry. She is gorge. Like, I have, I feel like Jonathan Ness, who gave you so much permission. Like, who yeah, gave you permission to be this unsettlingly beautiful. beautiful. She is, like, exactly. She's distract. I would only say her beauty's distracting from the movie. Because you're like, how do they make a human this beautiful? And her voice is amazing. And she's cute. And they're both really short. So that person, again, completely <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Will Smith was blow you out of the water fantastic. But that's a whole other question. So, yeah, and wait, I'll, I'll, I'll just add, so we're, I'm going to hold talking about my favorite character momentarily. But let's just say of the Abu? original... Because they cast that monkey really well, too. Uh, of the original characters, let's also add the role of her father was played beautifully. Yeah. I loved the portrayal of the father. Um, Navid, uh, I gotta get, I wanna try to pronounce the names right. Um, uh, Navid, what's his last name? Man, my IMDb is acting all up. Anyways, Ooh. Navid. So is our pronunciation tonight. Yeah, whew. either way, he was absolutely wonderful. And it, it was like, it was like I wanted to hug him. And I and I could feel how much he loved his daughter. He wasn't just that like roly poly, like out of touch buffoon that they make him in the movie. Yeah, like, the the, I'm just gonna like overall say this: they took. You cannot tell in the trailer, but they took the opportunity to be like, okay, let's take the same story and elevate it and just make it richer, more complex, more fun, more, you know, 2019. And they did that. As opposed to Beauty and the Beast, where they were just like, oh, great. Like, we got the Coles notes for this movie, shot for shot. Let's just make it the same as the cartoon. And add a weird, like, gay, unresolved homosexual story between LeFou and Gaston, which I thought was bizarre. And so, yeah, they thought they were being super woke. Whereas this, I feel like they just elevated the story and made it so much richer. Loved it. Yeah, they raised the stakes in very subtle ways, but it made a difference. So then keep, keep your questions on, coming. On the questions of raising the stakes, and I'm, I'm going to reference a question I already asked, which is, so they've added in the new songs. Did that make the film unnecessary, unnecessarily long, or did it add something important to the story? Only with Jasmine. The, that was the only it. song they added. It was Speechless. No. It's just Speechless comes in and out. See, what what they did was is there's Speechless. Speechless no. appears because I have now listened to the soundtrack. No, there's other, there's other songs they invented for them. Which one? The, Prince Ali? Name no, another song. He, uh, Aladdin sings a song that's not in the original. I, I think it's just a reprise of, of One Jump. 
just so you know. It might not be in the original, but it's not. Anyways, the point is is that Speechless comes back and forth like two or three times, so it's added as a real musical theme as opposed to a random throwaway, and I think it's a strong and catchy enough song. And I think the main scene with Speechless, when she's in the throne room, when she's kind of in her imagination and people are disappearing, to me was one of the most interesting and fun, cool scenes in the in the movie. So, in fact, if there was anything in the movie that was, I would say, not disappointing, maybe there was just no way to reach the level, it was a whole new world, was was perfunctory. It was fine. It was fine. But to yeah. me, the, the, the peak musical moments came with the, the big version of Speechless when she's in the throne room and uh, Prince Ali. Like, those two, for me, were absolutely like magnificent it's almost like the movie's not too long so it's fine so it's not like we were sitting there at the end going well it would have been great if they took out those characters at those moments we were like okay that's fine and the length was fine it's two hours so you already talked about will smith a bit um this article said that he was basically he is what held the movie together but not, that's not wrong, but it's also not bad. Yeah, I mean, you're having a movie where the, I mean, take Robin Williams out of the original Aladdin and tell and me it's if a like piece of garbage, like it's just Gilbert Gottfried playing a parrot, right? Like, <laughs> so a, I think Will Smith does hold together, hold the movie together, but he is the glue of the movie in a lot of levels because they also. I think appropriately gave the genie a better story. Like they made the True. genie a real character in this one with his own kind like prequel. of prequel and and sequel. Yeah, with his with his own. Which I'm not. That's not something to ruin for Becky okay. because she hasn't seen it, so we don't need to ruin that. But they they gave you a little bit more of the genie that was really satisfying, and it was it was oh, a lot that's of. That's great. Um, now my last question I have is that one thing you talked about, and, and this is actually to compare it to the animated version is that in this, I can't disagree with, which is that in the animated version, um, Jasmine and Aladdin have these, you know, um, let's say put it that every character that's not Jasmine and Aladdin has very exaggerated, shall we say, Middle uh, Eastern, you know, um, yeah caricature-like or racist caricature-like features of Middle Eastern people, really, except for the eyebrows, eyebrows, the hooked nose, like, all these things. How is that representation in the film? Was that something that, like, jumped out at you? Did they do that appropriately? I thought, like, I think the casting is from multiple different uh, backgrounds, like, nations and, like, ethnicities, but the country is not a real country, and it's not clear where it's located. It's like they show you like a fake ma- fantasy map of where these places are. So I think they lean into the fact in the movie that it's a mix of Middle Eastern and Indian culture, because it's not clear that it's just Middle Eastern. And you have actors who are of Iranian descent, Egyptian descent, you know, in Canadians. They and they weren't using people's. I don't think so. I, I don't want to speak Skin for. So I don't. I don't want to speak for for other communities but, but what, what I would say is is that uh, like Jafar who is the victim of that the most in the mm-hmm. original film yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about how like Jafar is like pretty handsome and and they make him quite you know like charismatic, charismatic and, and he's like a little bit like um, 
I, he's 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 almost like a character from Game of Thrones. Like he's a he's he's like, and they don't and he doesn't make like a giant snake. Like his ability to charm people and use his magic is more his his thing. But but I also think like there are other characters like the captain of the guards for the Sultan and the Sultan, who I think are also comically drawn characters, caricatures in the cartoon that are not. They're much more, they're very honorable characters in the film. I, I, I don't want to speak for the, the looks per se or anything like that, but I think all of those characters are treated with a lot more honor and a lot less um, a lot less goofiness than, than the original I just one. looked it up. Jafar's super handsome. Yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. handsome. Yeah, no, Jafar's very handsome no, and like when he I hypnotizes think... people with his eyes, I'm like, you can hypnotize me, Jafar. Seriously. And I think that they did a good job by sort of blending in different ethnicities because, like, there's nobody who's Caucasian, which wouldn't make sense. And I feel like that that's important. And the fact that they don't all have to be from India, they don't all have to be from, I don't know, Egypt, because the, the country that it represents is somewhere in a mix of those cultures, but just not white. Which I think is important. Um, an- another another interesting thing about Jafar in in all of this is that he um, he has more backstory in this as opposed to just like an ambitious you know guy who wants to be the sultan and wants all the power. He himself has a a background that comes with. He himself has a background that is similar to Aladdin's that's revealed. Actually, there is a white guy and, in the movie, and they make him into a buffoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the in, fact, in fact, I've heard some people say that they think that he's a little bit of a nod that there's a shared universe with Frozen. That he's that oh, he's like from like kind of like the world of Frozen because he's like this Norwegian, this goofy Norwegian character. Um, oh, that's hilarious. I didn't think about that. All right. Thank you for answering all of my Aladdin uh, questions. I'm doing I, I, I want, getting a strong endorsement. I want to make two final points. Number one, there is a character that's added to the film that I want to give the take to uh, takedown guys, Craig and John, credit for saying how. I guess in the original, Jasmine says a lot of time talking to her tiger. Yeah. The, the tiger is just kind of in it a little bit, but isn't really in it. And, and and then what they did was they created a handmaiden character for her, played by Nassim Pedrad, who was on Saturday Night Live. She's who, fantastic. She was like like Gina on Brooklyn Nine Nine is what she was for this movie. Is that? She's also like the counter, a bit of a counterpart to the genie. Yeah. Bless you, Becky. Yeah. Here she goes. Bless you. Oh, bless you. She's it's like a. Like the like a good kind of yeah like she's a counter good, and and she's tremendous she, charisma and she's so funny and she she kind of she she adds uh, I think a ton to what is in some ways a, it's a romantic comedy right like I like in my view and this is my other point I wanted to make is in some ways Aladdin when you have Will Smith in it is really Hitch with really great Disney songs and I love Hitch. Yeah. 
not too much, but then I was like, ah, and there he is. There's Guy Ritchie. He did it during the like show scenes, during the during the market scenes, or the, some of the action scenes. So that, that was fine. He but did, it was fine. I think he did a great job because the movie doesn't lag. It's like a good pace. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, fast forward the movie. It's Guy yeah. Ritchie's move. All right. So the other movie we're going to talk about today is a, it's like a movie that's become really special to me, and it is called Eliza Sherman's Revenge. It's starring Jackie Geary, who I know as one of the characters and real life people that appears in the Goldner. So she, it, there is a she is she was a childhood friend of Adam F. Goldberg's, but then plays the mother of of that person on the TV show as well. Who is a tremendously funny woman who has been in NCIS, which our mom watches and um, uh, Lucifer and 13 Reasons Why and she's a writer and a producer uh, and of course an actor and through the Goldnerds podcast uh, the recent episode which I encourage people to listen to she uh, enabled us uh, with the support of Greg Fitzsimmons, the writer and director of the movie, to see this film, Eliza Sherman's Revenge, which has not been released. They, they let us, they gave us a, like a special link and we were able to watch it. And I really, really love this movie. I think it was so funny and it's one of these things where this is the kind of indie stuff I want to see on Netflix and the streaming platforms. And I, I'm like slightly enraged that, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but maybe, maybe by talking about it more, we'll be able to help. In any event, you guys got a chance to see it. I know Lily at least saw it. And mm-hmm. I have already raved about it So I, yeah. on our previous episode. So I would love to know your impressions. Um, well, let me tell you this. I'm just going to start by saying that I watched it with our parents. And I go to, I turn it, I couldn't get it on the TV, so I put it on my phone and I just like mirrored it to the Apple TV so I could watch Vimeo. It's on Vimeo. Oh, and so just watch- to, to recap quickly, should I recap the plot quickly? No, don't recap the plot. Let me tell my story and then you can recap okay, the plot. Sounds good. I just didn't, wasn't sure if it was needed for your story. It's not. So I go to, um, so it's, it's on my phone. It's playing on my phone and I just, uh, send it to the Apple TV. So it starts on Vimeo on the Apple TV and we're sitting there and like, um, <coughs> it begins, you know, it's like, it takes place in LA and it looks like really hot and it begins with a woman, um, who looks like she's trying to sell a house. And so I was like, oh, okay, should I explain the plot to me? But I guess maybe she's like a real estate agent or something, and he didn't need to say that. So she's setting up this house. She's a very large woman, um, and she's setting up this house to look nice for a sale, but the thermostat is broken, and it's like 95 degrees in the house, and she's baking cookies. And, um, And so... The, the house gets hotter and harder and then you can see someone cutting down like a this she's maybe in her 50s and then a guy is outside on a um cu- uh, cutting down a palm tree like this young guy who's like super sexy and she comes outside all sweaty and mom goes to me what i don't this doesn't look like it's the plot that you told me it was. I'm like, well, Shy gave me a very like loose plot. Just watch. Like, obviously it's going to make sense. And then she goes back inside and she starts stripping off her clothes and uh, her like busty boobs are all sweating with like sweat down them. And the guy in the tree starts eyeing her and they start making love eyes to each other. And I go, hold up. And it was 100% the wrong video. (laughs) 
if mom and dad are both sitting there being like, what kind of shellacky, like, softcore porn are you forcing us to watch your podcast? And I was like, I don't understand. Shine, on my fucking phone, it was playing the real movie. <laughs> on the, and it said, like, sharing to the TV. And on the, it just decided to put porn on. Like, it was so awkward. I was like, guys, hold up, hold up. And I was like, oh my God, this is why it makes no, this makes no sense. <laughs> Turn off the TV altogether because I was like, my eyes. I mean, you just got to throw the TV out at that point. I nearly had to. And then, um, surprisingly, that's when dad got up and was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go watch TV on my iPad. <laughs> and so he left. And then I restarted the app. Like, I had to shut down everything, restart the app on my phone, start on the TV, and then sent it. And then it was the actual movie. Um, and then mom fell asleep maybe after like 15 minutes. So I just watched it by myself. <laughs> I was like, I can't say for sure if I liked the movie, but I did fall asleep. <laughs> well, but in our family, falling asleep during a movie is, is first of all, like a compliment because... And- and it's also not, it's you know, not indicative of whether or not. Right. It all, they can definitely like the movie for sure anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought it was definitely, like, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And I thought it was something that 100% with stuff like Russian Doll on Netflix and stuff that's a bit out there and doesn't really need an explanation, dark comedy with like possible some funny gore stuff. Like I don't see why this movie wouldn't be um, picked up and like easily shown to people of our generation because it was quite hilarious to anybody. I think if you grew up maybe like 90s for sure. Yeah, so the plot of the movie is there's a woman who is in who who is 10 years after college gathering all of her college roommates who were apparently very mean to her and getting revenge on them only she has since been imbued with magic Super- powers which when they reveal where she got them and how she got them is pretty funny so I won't re- reveal it in the in the movie but I thought that was one of the funniest lines and moments in the movie and they, they, it's not like there's a lot of special effects it's mostly these annoying people coming to a dinner party and they think that the party is a birthday party for Richard Grieco and then one by one which is like so random and amazing yeah exactly and I loved him when I was a kid and also, I don't know who this person is. Richard Grieco? Star of If Looks Could Kill? I said to Becky, If Looks Could Kill. Anyway, so Richard... also the, the Which, by the way, for me, it made it really funny that they were all very upset that this person be there. And I was like, it's a great name. I don't know who you are. And also, there's just these great... I thought it was bits. a made-up celebrity. No, I... Oh, there's also these great bits of the mean friends because they're not really her friends. These, right? These mean people haven't seen her in ten years. They're like frenemies. They don't believe that she knows Richard Grieco, and so they start quizzing her on how she met him, and she starts giving these like answers, like I I met him. I, I he he's late. He's late to the party because he doesn't show up to the party because he's playing paddle tennis with Jonah Hill. That's hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's some good lines. And um, I like the part where the one of like the funny like like a small line would made me laugh very hard when one of them was like smells like mayonnaise. <laughs> oh yeah, when they talk about all the mean things they say about. There's so like, uh, there's so many great no, little no, lines mayonnaise. that that I, I think just kind of they fire at you and you and they just yeah. make me laugh out loud throughout it. And then it gets a little bit supernatural because at a certain point in it she uses her magic powers and then it gets a little bit gory. There's a couple of like really random gore things but to me it kind of reminded me of uh the good something like the good place where they're or, or defending your life where there's like uh, oh. uh there's like a morality tale or or a, or a personal and, growth and russian tale. doll which i think yeah. is awesome because this all was made before that and there's a similar strain but i was thinking like the time jump stuff reminded me of future man <laughs> okay or if you, okay i get it but but all that's so right like all these things are they're they're things that bend genres in a way where you're learning about out, you're exploring friendship and you're exploring personal growth, but these kind of like odd, almost like sci-fi fable moments to it that really, really, really tickled my imagination. And I thought the funny was, and I, and I thought that I thought the jokes were just so funny. It, it also reminded me of this movie from a long time ago called Living in Oblivion. Do you guys remember that movie? Oh yeah, with Steve Buscemi as yeah, and uh, and Peter Dinklage. And Dermot Mulroney. But most important of all, for you guys, there is a reference to none other than Outlander. In the movie? Oh, yeah. What? Absolutely. I I even wrote down the time mark. When was it? It's like at at, at the hour and eight minute mark. um, Bethany... Uh, and Tyler, her, her, I think it's her husband, husband and her husband are, there's something about their sex lives that they refer to. And she tells, and she tells him to speak in a, in a Scottish <laughs> accent and at, let him call her Jamie. <laughs> let her call him oh, Jamie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. I thought an Outlander <laughs> reference would very much be great. I also like that they talked about how everyone hates Cider House rules. That was a great moment. In any event, that's Cider how she House. gets. That's how she gets fired from Miramax. Miramax oh yeah. Which yeah. She she says Miramax. Have we right? told the story yeah. on the podcast, Shy, that you and Lily both thought the name of the movie was The Cider House Rules? The Cider House Rules. No, definitely. The cider house. So, I didn't okay. forget that it was the rules for the cider so, house. So if, you're, so if you're listening to this film, we have a tremendous, uh, sorry, if you're listening to this podcast, we have a tremendously cool opportunity for you. We would love for more people to see Eliza Sherman's Revenge. And the filmmakers, Jackie and Greg, have said that if you reach out to us um, uh, and tweet, uh, I'm going to go with the hashtag release Eliza. So, uh, you know, release Eliza. Right. And, and you tweet at us or, or direct message us, um, we will be able to share the link to this film with you and the password, and, and you'll get a chance to see it. Um, and it hasn't been released, and it's a really charming, fun movie. Um, Lily Beck, if for other, for other uh, we've described a bunch of things. If, pe- if you were to give a reference for what, what films people like that would mean they would also like this one, what, what would you say? Well, Mom thought it reminded her of um, the Evil Dead play, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, the Evil Dead the musical? 
Evil Dead the Musical is what mom huh, thought it, it has of. like funny sex jokes and it has and it right. has a little bit of violence. A little bit. A little small bit of violence, not Evil Dead violence. There's no, not Evil Dead violence, but I think also maybe the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know why. There's just sort of like this like hilarious nod to movies where there's like there's superpowers or whatever that don't really make sense. It's also kind of like one of those movies that's like a play. Everybody's in the same room in the same location the whole time um in that sense and you just yeah i don't know i think if you grew up in the 90s is it probably just a good prerequisite yeah i guess it has a little bit of in that the way the, the dialogue goes it's got a little bit of kevin smithishness to it uh the pop culture yeah. references the fast moving dialogue and, and also like the random supernatural stuff that's never explained it doesn't matter it's not the point right, right. exactly I was say like like the sort of glazing over that is what's funny. Right, exactly. But like we don't need to know the rules, it's fine. Yeah, right. exactly. The rules are that there are superpowers in this for a few moments of the movie, but the point of the movie is really the fr- friendships and the relationships. Okay, well, anyways, Elijah Sherman's Revenge, bye, 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 bye. Get in touch with us. Tweet with the hashtag release Eliza, uh, and we will. Get in contact with you privately and share you a link. And a huge thanks to Jackie Geary, star of the film. Yes, thank you, awesome Jackie. Edit. Awesome. Edit. And Greg. And Greg Fitzsimmons, who is the writer, director, producer, and to my Goldnergs buddies, Ash and Lance, who helped get, you know, who were a part of watching this, this film. And together. I just want to say that I think one of the key aspects of the movie is Jackie Geary's deadpan. Like yeah. her. Her just sort of like not breaking versus I don't know just that dry wit I thought was really right. She's excellent. not she's not helpless and she's not crazy. She's like she's kind of she's just like pissed off. Yeah, she's just like annoyed and going through some processing. In fact, in some ways, I thought Becky would really identify I with really, Jackie. I don't want to be rude. I definitely was like Becky will identify with this movie. <laughs> There is a point in my life where I would say we shared some characteristics. (laughs) I could see Becky getting magic powers and gathering a few people together for a party. To 100% punish them. To mutilate them. To punish them. But just till they said sorry. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. A, it's by the way. It's not a sad movie. It's a. It's a. It's an overall pretty happy movie. Oh, and also a nod to Jackie's re- Jackie's real life husband, Jameson Haas, who plays who? her love interest in the film. Her love, Jeff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Okay, let's get to shout outs and recommendations and 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 the like, uh, sisters. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Fleabag again. Like, I don't, in case you didn't listen to last week's episode <laughs> or that, the one I, we recently dropped, but no, or the week before, I don't know, but Danielle Stein, um, or shout out to her for, she texted me being like, thank you for mentioning that show. And then proceeded to tell me that season two is even better than season one. So I have yet to see it, but now I'm like really excited to download it for my plane ride because season one I thought was not perfect, but I feel like a show, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. It was original and dark and funny and emotional. And I was like, good enough. It was really, really interesting. And I was captivated. So I'm really excited for season two. And I have one more episode of catastrophe left. I'm like holding on to that. I never finished the last episode of Parks and Rec because I don't want it to be over. It's really a perfect episode. That's her. I've never heard the last REM song. REM album, we know. No, we just know. it was it was they were they were bonus. They were like extra tracks on the oh. greatest hits. So I've heard the last I'm album. Like, 
I'm like, no, no, you have to finish Catastrophe, and I, I love that show. I was talking about it with mom. She's like, I only ever saw like the first season. The woman in the show is such an asshole. <laughs> I was like, she is. But she's so funny. But she's so um, funny. So, yeah. It's so obvious it barely even feels like a wreck, but uh, on Netflix, always be my maybe. So true. Oh, we, I talked about that on the last episode of our podcast, but you weren't not on then. Where was where was I? Um, at a, an engagement party in oh. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> but always be my maybe. I haven't seen it yet, but I think that's another oh, ringing endorsement. Oh, right now. Hang up the phone and watch oh. it with Allie. I, I will see it as soon as I Best Keanu performance. Best Keanu since story. Bill and Ted. Best Keanu storyline. That storyline. That's what I, I said when I talked to you. Epic. Whoever came up with that and then got him to do it, it was one of the most magical like 15 minutes of cinema of my life. Becky's 100% accurate. <laughs> all right. So, Keanu, all right. And and I've got a few shout-outs. Um, number one, I, I really, I mentioned them already. Go Ali Wong. you got to make out with Keanu Reeves. That's what she said on the, on her Instagram. Keanu <laughs> has some pretty special men that, in this movie. That's pretty awesome. Um, I will I will shout-out to Craig and John and Brian and Tony of the Take Two podcast guys. I mentioned them earlier. They're going to be at All-Star Comic-Con as well this week and they're going to be at the fancy CW booth. They're kind of on the other end of a row where we are. So where our table is, we'll be able to see them from across the room. They're going to be at the fancy CW booth. But but there's a few things. They they are avid listeners to our podcast. Which and they're awesome. going to be like, oh, I wish we could be next to the Friday Night Movie booth. <laughs> and Craig, no, first of all, writes to say that he something. is 100% with me on Brenda and Dylan. And I think that's not that's bullshit. I that's not a thing. A, it's because he's a sensitive guy. I think he understands. No. You know, he they were not emotions. good together. And and Kelly and no Kelly and Dylan. And yeah, Lil, we were talking about. Uh, I, I forget. He and I were talking. You and I were talking about an All Star cast on another episode, and Craig wants to talk with us at All Star Comic Con about All Star casts that shit the bed so like when there's a movie hello what was that movie that i hated okay we have to narrow it down the the netflix movie with oscar isaac oh yeah 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 triple 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 threat whatever triple night triple h triple sec Uh, um the no, you know, Craig and I were talking about the movie Abandoned with Katie Holmes, okay? That was filmed at McGill, where we went to college when we were there. Go look up the cast of that movie right now. Mm-hmm. Just go look it up. It'll be worth it. I feel like Katie Holmes does not constitute an but all-star just cast. Look at the, just Google it and look up the cast, though. <laughs> Anyways, the point is is that he wants to come and talk with us about all-star casts that shit the bed. So if people, if you guys, let, we'll do our homework, and if people have any ideas for us to raise this weekend when we're taping nonstop, please... Please uh, send them our way because we're, we're going to talk about that this weekend. And then finally, I am on a Gilmore Girls Odyssey in Star Hollow or Mystic Pizza or wherever the heck it takes place. And I am about seven episodes into the first season. So I have a tradesies that I'm doing with... Gilmore Girls, I'm watching Gilmore Girls, and this other person is watching Chuck. And I am now seven episodes into Gilmore Girls. Now, what, what brought about this, it's really, comp- anyways, I'm seven episodes into Gilmore Girls, and here are some observations of the show. Number one, there's at least three characters named Lorelai. 
Yes, they, that is correct. I think they talk a lot in that they're show. They're very there's fast talkers. There's a lot. There's a lot. They drink a talk. lot of coffee. Very. Well, they do talk about coffee. There are certain. They're very. It's. I don't, so it's, you realize it's the same woman that makes Maisel, right? No, no. That it was a Maisel conversation that led me to Gilmore Girls because I was defending the honor of Joel Maisel's oh, character that, arc. Uh, and yeah. And no, I gotta tell you, I never watched the series Gilmore Girls, but then they did like a like Netflix did like one additional season, yeah. And I watched that random season and loved it, but I didn't. Everybody watch who the rest watched of the Gilmore Girls hated it. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, but but shy. So uh, Lauren Graham is just awesome. She's super right, talented. She is, she's, she's super fantastic, funny. But doesn't it bother you that Melissa McCarthy's not as funny as she could be on that show? Well, in some ways, I feel like you're seeing, like, well, also her voice is totally different. Yeah. You're seeing Melissa McCarthy as a working actress before she's Melissa McCarthy. And there's, like, they literally had, like, such a sleeper, like, sneak attack, incredible weapon that nobody was using. Yeah, I mean, she she and and, and I would say, like, so far, I mean, mostly what her character does is, like, cook things. Cook that right, like they had probably one of the funniest human beings on the planet on their show for years. Like, how embarrassed are you that you didn't realize so, that so, you made that show? So, well, I mean, I mean, Lauren Graham went on to lead. I mean, she didn't become Melissa McCarthy, but she went on to go be a lead person on Parenthood for another however many years. Hundred percent. So it's recognized that she's a great leading actress. But you literally had Megan from Bridesmaids in your show for like ten years, that's fair. and nobody noticed. Well, to me. It's it to me it's it's got that quintessential WBCW look to a show which you know I love a CW show and it definitely has echoes to me of uh, Heart of Dixie and um uh, oh, for sure. That's why I knew you were gonna like it. So it's got a little bit. Of, it's got like that harder Dixie feel to it. So, anyways, Gilmore Girls. I will continue to update people as I watch this show, but so far so good. Uh, and uh, with that, let's uh, let's take it home. Uh, Lil, where can people follow you? GGK Gomez. I need Shy to get my Twitter to work. When I see you tomorrow. <laughs> Becky. At paper bk princess on twitter or at symphony house in center city philadelphia <laughs> you have to take that out you can't tell people where you live you just okay. gave them your address shy clap you can't right. tell people where we live at you can follow me at paper bk princess on twitter that's amazing. And you can follow and me. And behind the cookies at the grocery store. <laughs> behind the-, the cookie show. <laughs> she loves cookies. You can, you can follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Friday Night Movie, Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And this is it, guys. Last episode. Get your tickets. Last episode. No, sorry. Not last episode ever. Last episode before All Star Comic Con. Don't panic anyone, guys. <laughs> no, no. This will continue. This show is continuing. In fact, there will be lots of extra show coming to you because we'll be at All Star this weekend at Tyson's Quarter, Virginia. Get your tickets. Kevin, Mike, we're coming to hang with you guys and all the other awesome stuff that's going on there. And uh, with that, the music from What Does It Eat kicks in, and we shall dance, and off into the night. Bye-bye. Bye.
Well, let's say neck mall. Yeah. Shall we? Should I ask me about it? Oh, I have it too. I think I'm gonna get mine removed. I have had the neck mall my whole life. Should I asked me, and no, he was like, "Do you need weird. that looked at?" No, but look. I'm going to Fanny tomorrow because I feel like there's a black spot Wait, on it. Do you see? I have one too. Wait, do all three there of is. us have the same neck mole? Is it on? Yeah, mine's but on mine the developed a black spot. Mine's on the me. mine's on yeah. the left, but it, it's like mine's on the right. Yours, but it's mine's on. But yours flat, try ours are bumpy. Uh, mine's like mine's like a, like the boil of an old Israeli teacher as Mom and Schachter. 